Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Easter was last week. Yeah. And so from before Easter, Easter and today, we've been going back to the basics of our faith, mainly in uh, Romans chapter 5, and rediscovering, because sometimes we forget, that all this good stuff happening to us, including going to heaven eventually, in others, don't be in a hurry, is because of what Jesus has done, not what Mose has done, not what Guoia has done, not what Flora has done, not what, not anything you have done, but rather what Christ has done. Uh, there's only one God and you are not him. That's a good theological position to hold. Guess you're looking for theological positions to hold. That's one of them. There's only one God, and you're not Him. Hey, why are you being, being tough? Yeah. There's tea after, maybe. So we, we looked the first section and said we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm in Romans 5, brothers and sisters on the projection, around verse 2. That's where we started, right? I have my Bible. I will use it. Therefore, yeah, having been justified by faith, having been justified, that's where we started. And we say justified is just as if you had never sin, not account of you, but on account of someone else. We say justification is where God renders the believing sinner sinless in spite of, the, of their state. God decides. Because otherwise, without him deciding, the writer says in Psalms, who, Lord, if you marked our transgressions, who would stand? Just be a song like that. I look back, I look forward to the days again of songs with scripture in them. So that way you get to learn some scripture by singing. So the idea is if God came around just looking for sins, eh, you will find, yeah. In fact, some of you have tried marry, being married like that. How did it work? Oh, don't put your hand up. You can't be married when you are an inquisitor. Marriage is not an inquisition institution. Marriage is a grace-based institution. Marriage is where you see the sin and you act like God. <laughs> you, you, what does he say in Second Corinthians 5? Not imputing their trespasses against them. Imputing is counting against. It's like when you go and you keep borrowing things from that kiosk near your home, 
because your salary has not come and somehow there is more month at the end of your salary. And so they keep writing. You have a special Kasuku book where they write, I don't know, nowadays it's what? Pick fair, okay, not Kasuku, pick fair. Where they write the things you're taking. You've taken salt, you've taken sugar. That's imputing. And when your boss pays you, after tithing huh? and saving, the first port of call is what? Is that kiosk to balance the books. If you just keep... <laughs> now, in Christ, God does not impute. Now, this is very hard for human beings to take because we want to be self-sufficient. We want to pay for all our things. So when they come and tell you, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Then you're pulling out your sin checkbook. Where do we pay? No, it does not work. Are you with me, church? Yeah. So he doesn't impute. What a shock. So he looked at the fact that we are justified by faith in Christ Jesus. Just as if you had never sinned. Again, it is very hard for human beings to understand because all of us inside, God has also created us with a sense of justice to know right from wrong. Do you know why Adam and Eve fell? Do you know what the problem was? They ate from a tree. What was the tree? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Some of you think there was only one tree in the middle of the garden. No, there were two. There was the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And they could have eaten from the tree of life for all I like. But they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, all these things are figurative to show us the difference between the law. It says, for by the law came the knowledge of sin and Christ who is grace. Because Jesus is the tree of life. Are you overcoming your shock about the truth in the Bible? Yeah. And he said, the day you eat of it, you will surely die. That's why it says, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The day the law was given, 3,000 people died. The day the Holy Spirit was given, 3,000 people came to life. It's not a coincidence. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. If as a Christian, you're trying to live according to the letter, the law, the do's and don'ts, you're going to start experiencing death. It can come in form of depression, just a very bad perspective of yourself. You'll always look at yourself and, and, and feel unworthy because you can't make yourself worthy before God. Are you with me? So we started there, and then 
we went to the next section when we were talking about how God demonstrates his own love in that while we are still seen as Christ died for us. So, section one, we deal with the concept that it is by faith. Now, section two, which was last week, we dealt with the idea of at what point and in what state. Because some people say, oh, I understand that. So let me quickly get myself to a level where I can receive that. No, you can't. It is while we were without strength. These are the key things, yeah? Uh, without strength is, is verse what? Verse 6 or 7. Yeah. Verse 6, the first state is what? Without strength. Uh -huh. Verse 8. While we are still sinners. And verse 10, when we were enemies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Without strength, still seen as enemies. That's when God gives the best to us. So last week we were trying to establish in what state are we when we received the love and grace of God. I like to tell people that your major, most major and perhaps only contribution to your salvation is the sin you bring. Everything else is a gift, including the ability to receive the forgiveness or the grace because it says, by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of your, yourself. Even the faith is not yours. It's like they give you a goat, you're there, you can't handle the goat, you need the rope, to take it home, then they also give you the rope. And then they give you the transportation. And you reach there and start boasting how you are a serious goat farmer. Eesh. Mercy. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're born again? Aren't you glad that you don't have to sacrifice, I don't know what animals, what, 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 to have a relationship with God. You just show up and start singing, and no one is saying, oh, are you singing truly? It's by faith. Yeah. I lift my hands to you. I'm like, which ones? Yeah. Are you with me? Without strength, still seen as enemies. And God comes and gives you a big kiss and a big hug. He says, my son, my son, my daughter. Yeah, I like the expressions in Colossians with Paul. Is it chapter 3? Where it says that while we are still dead in our trespasses, and the uncircumcision of our flesh. Huh. This is serious. Why we are still dead. Hmm? By this time, the projection team should have gone there so that I don't look like I don't know the scriptures. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision, he has made alive together with him, having 
given you all trespasses. It's funny that if you want to find the most guilty people, you go to church. And you wonder. It's like this restaurant where all the hungry people hang out. What are they being fed? Yeah, like you walk outside, people have, at least they have something to eat. You enter this huge restaurant, everyone is hungry, but it's a restaurant. And there is a problem with this restaurant where people are hungry. Like, the point of being a Christian and a believer is to acknowledge that you can't save yourself and that you're so bad you need a savior. Now, when you come in and instead of rejoicing at that truth, you're there trying to feel bad how you can't save yourself. And Look, the reason you went to the restaurant is you can't cook. The food is even free. But you're there smelling it, looking at everyone suspiciously. Why is that one having a second serving? Why is that one's plate overflowing? Why does that one have whatever is having a fourth course? You're just there. Yeah. And maybe you have gathered enough courage to ask for pot water. Are you wondering why is everyone so happy? (laughs) Are you with me? Yeah. You know, sometimes how you tell whether people are truly Christians or not is their levels of joy. And there's nothing as joy as joy usurping and joy draining and joy sucking like attempting to keep the law. Yeah. Because the more you do it, the more you fail. And the worse you behave. Do you know that all the people who pretend to keep the law and they look so holy and what? They are just hypocrites. They existed in the days of Jesus. They were called Pharisees, scribes, and sad, you see? <laughs> sad, you see? They were all there, pretending, tying things on their heads so they could convince people they are keeping it. What, what? So don't come here and try and convince me by your looks that, yeah. Me, the more serious a person looks, the more suspicious I am of them and their spirituality. Yeah. Seriously. Because I know that the people who are intensely spiritual are intensely joyful. The Bible says of Jesus that he has been anointed with a what? With the oil of gladness. Oil of gladness is what's on Jesus. Hey! We are eating in the restaurant. Now let's deal with one last bit that may hopefully eliminate the confusion for some people because some people are thinking okay, it all sounds good but how? How? You see the only reason you are going to eat the free food is someone paid for it. God is not in the business of coming and saying your sins don't mean anything to me. Okay, let's hug. No. Sin is a serious issue. <laughs> so what does he do? He puts it on someone he pays for it. 
Look at verse 12. Therefore, together, now we have started today's part. Okay, so you can read together. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned dash. Now first leave it there. Because he starts the argument in verse 12 and then he goes into some other rabbit hole there. And by the time he comes out, even you're like, where are we? So we are going to attempt the impossible. I don't know. Actually, when I think about it, it might, even that might not work. But we'll try and read and then skip the brackets and see where he picks up. But where he picks up, actually, it doesn't pick up in a straightforward way. It's like by the time he finished the brackets, he assumed we knew what he was talking about. And then he just, am I making sense? But let's start here with the idea that through one man, yeah. If you want to call, if, you, if you're looking for a title for today's message, it is one man. Through how many people? One man, sin entered. How did you become a sinner? You were born. That's all. Yeah. Just, David writes, in sin did my mother conceive me. Even before you had stolen any sugar, licked any DJ pies, before anything, inside there in the womb, you were already a sinner before you could sin actively. That's what made you a sinner. To be a sinner, you don't need to do anything. You just need to be conceived. Now, by the time you're born, you come out screaming, Sinner! Sinner! Here comes a sinner! <clears throat> Have you ever care, wondered why babies don't care for anyone apart from themselves? If I want food, I want it now. If I want sleep, I want it now. If I want to poo, I want to poo now. If I want to pee, I want to pee now. I don't care about y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't respect times and seasons of sleeping and being awake and nothing. Yeah. I know we love them, but they are sinners. Cute sinners. Cute sinners in the diapers. Ministries. Sometimes, sometimes some preachers, the reason they like children's church more than the adults' church is they are dealing with slightly less sinful people. <laughs> you tell them to do that, and they do it. Children, stand up. <clears throat> Sit down. Shout. Turn around. Then they try with the adults. Nothing. <laughs> like, let, let me go back to the, the other sinners. I have better version. They may be a better version, but they are still sinners. Yeah. Yeah. In case you're here and you think you're a good person, I have good news or bad news for you. You are not a good person. 
Yeah, Paul writes and says that I know that in me, that is in my flesh, Romans 7, dwells nothing good. Can you imagine? The word he uses, nothing, is not, is not like, okay, I know I'm a bad person, but there are some good things there. Hey. Huh? For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, which is your soul and your body, your feelings, your thinking, your mind, nothing good dwells. Yeah, Be mindful of that while you're falling in love. That's why when you fall in love, it must be one, a person who is submitted to God, then two, is submitted to someone. Yeah, anyone can say, me, I'm submitted to God. That's only when someone can say they are submitted to God is if they also submitted to a person. So that when the head gets too big for them to go through the door, you can report them somewhere and they can be brought to order. A man who can't be reported anywhere is dangerous. Very dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at them, they are singing and shouting and lifting holy hands. Nothing good. Why, why am I enjoying this somewhat more than you people? Hey, you're also enjoying it. You know that other scripture where Jesus rejoiced within himself? I'm reminded of it. Yeah. Because I'm rejoicing within myself. Now, back to where we started. Romans 5.12 Sin. How did you become a sinner? You were conceived. After nine months of working on the sinner inside, they came out caring for nobody. Yeah. And how do you become righteous? By being born again. You will never be able to commit righteousness. How do you become a sinner? You're born. How do you become righteous? You're born again. It says in First Peter. This scripture usually plays me, but I'm going to get it today. 2.9, Having been born again of incorruptible seed. Eh? You people, put punch in having been born again. It will come. Because now the people on radio are wondering, ah, I still got it wrong. Okay, First Peter one twenty three. You see, nothing good. Now, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. When we are born again, we are born again of incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. Remember, Christ is the word. In the beginning was the word, right? So when we come to him on our inside, in our spirit, we are born again, renewed. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. 
old things have passed away. Behold, now all things are new. Brothers and sisters, you cannot trust your flesh. That's why it says, having been born again, not of corruptible. Corruption is, I know now corruption, when you say corruption in Uganda, it almost means only one thing. The stealing of public funds. But it comes before, even that is just a result of corruption. Corruption is like decay. Decay. Did you know that? Everything is in decay mode. Everything. Yeah. That's why like the older you grow, the more makeup you need. Let me first come back here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Corruption in the flesh. Yeah. I was looking at a makeup kit somewhere. I will not tell you where it was. And I was thinking, these guys have learned how to make money. They sell you a whole box with so many different ones, which you are not going to use. Most of which you will not use. They are not within your color range. But they sell you the whole, so they make money. So they keep selling you. They make money. Look, if all the people who are dark should be sold only the dark side and the brown people only the brown side. But they sell you the whole thing and you keep wasting money. What, and what, what's, what's the problem? You're trying... Yeah? You're mixing... Wow, eh? We are dealing with corruption. Yeah. Yeah, some of you, you're here, you're thinking you'll never have a pot belly. You wait. <laughs> yeah, corruption. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before you know it, you need additional manufactured body parts. This part to hold this part up, this to hold that part up, that to hold that part up. So you keep looking normal. Yeah. And then Grace comes in with his business. Like you need this pill for this, you need this one for that. When you were, new, when you were 15, you never knew you would ever need any pill for anything. And this is just to stay normal. You're not sick. Corruption. Hmm. Am I talking? Why are you shutting me down? Yeah. People used to have dreadlocks. They now have a runway. <laughs> can land a plane on it, it's like so smooth flight number yeah don't get annoyed I'm not the one it's Adam it's Adam yeah blame it on Adam one man brought us all these issues corruption Yeah. If you leave the food there and you don't put it in a fridge, by the time you come back, it's experiencing what? It's falling apart. Everything on earth is in a constant state of decay. 
Look, if you have a house or an apartment and you go and clean it and organize everything and lock it and don't allow anyone to access it for six months, go back and see what you'll find. Yeah. Everything. Let me tell you. Human beings, we are just proud for nothing. At the end of the day, there is nothing in us. Yeah. We are just like cows, beasts. Yeah. Just meat and whatever. The only differentiator is that little thing inside us, the spirit of God. That's the only differentiator. Who brought all these problems? One man. And that one man was not you. Back to Romans 1, 1, 12. 5, 12. Because all sinned. How did all sin? One. One sinned? All sinned. So, it, by logic, it, to reverse that, you can't say one person sins and all have sinned and now everyone has to deal with their own sin to get back into righteousness. It doesn't work. It has to take still one person to fix it for all. Now, look at what he says. So, there is a bracket. Show us verse 13 and we'll just read through the brackets. Have you seen the bracket? For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Now he brings in the law picture, yeah? Next, we are still in the brackets. Nevertheless, sin, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. You have to be reading it in your own words. Who is a type of him who was to come next? But the free gift is not like the offense for for if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For judgment, for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Close brackets. Now by the time it opens, Vera, do you think we can try an experiment? You take us from verse 12 to 18 straight. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned to 18. You see, he had, that's why I said that there is no continuation. Because therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation even so through one man's righteous act the free gift came to all men resulting in justification of life yeah one man 
down. One man picks us up. And our problem is our failure to recognize that one man and that we are not that one man. Yeah. Look, the only reason you're walking in all that guilt is you think you can do something about it. You can't. Do you know what humility is according to God? Casting all your cares upon him. That's humility. Mm. What's humility? You go and check it out. Wherever it is. Yeah. In fact, they can show it to us if they don't mind. Where he talks about cast your cares upon the Lord, it says humble yourself. Uh-huh. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Humble yourself, casting all your care. Pride is holding on to the thing, including guilt. And saying, me, I have to do something about my... No. Relax, you are not the one. Man. Are we good? Okay, are we good so far? It is starting to make sense. Eh? One man. Second Corinthians five fourteen. Let's try 14. If it doesn't work, we'll go to 16. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, uh -huh, that if one died for all, then all died. Yeah. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him. You see, when he says those who live, he assumes that that we were raised with him because that's what he says. We died with him and we were raised with him. Romans chapter 6. We died with him through baptism that having been raised to the newness of life. Am I making sense? Guys, eh? salvation is not hard. We complicate it. Now, of course, there's a equation of fruitfulness where we're like, if you have met the Lord, at least let's see. In the way you behave, in the way you evangelize, in the way you work. All of that is fruit. But today we are dealing with the root issue. And I'm saying you can't fix yourself. You're already broken. You can't. The food cannot prevent itself from getting bad. It needs a fridge. Right? Otherwise, you're not going to put it in the fridge and then you start abusing it for this lousy chapati. How can you even get, start getting what gray stuff on you? Don't you know that I'm supposed to eat you in the morning? It's just responding to the natural forces. Even you, that last time when you said that sharp word to your spouse, you were just responding to the natural forces. Yeah. 
I recently found myself having to, to have a, a, a peace talks meeting with my wife. Mm, because, you know, when you have a conversation of questions, and after you've thought about it, you're like, go and apologize. I'm sorry. Please. No, I'm telling you what happened. That already happened. I'm not doing it now. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. This past week. Yeah, in the middle of proclaim. Hey. You know you can show up and you're not feeling the anointing. Kumbe, there is a peace wound you haven't. The food cannot stop itself from rotting. Your marriage cannot stop itself from cold wars and porcupine policies and rhino attack policies. Yeah. We need help. External help from Jesus. The one man. Hey, let's go back. Let's actually go back quickly. The one man's righteous act. The free gift of salvation. And salvation is not just forgiveness of sins. Everything. The free gift of salvation. Of healing. Of peace. Of joy. Of victory. Of abundance. Of, of wisdom. Of ability to overcome insurmountable difficulties came to all men resulting in justification of life but have all men received it or are they still trying to figure out how to pay verse 19 I'm finishing this is the first finishing huh? for if by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so also, by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Hey! Shout, I'm not the one man. Oh yeah, I told you this is difficult for some Christians. It's hard to fathom that in churches where you find the guiltiest people who have already been given the free gift by one man's obedience. You see, when the man is in capital M, just to, in case you're tempted to think you're the one. <laughs> many, you are among the many, you're not the one man. You are among the many who will be made righteous First Corinthians 5.21 says he has made him who knew no sin to become sin for us 
521 brethren at the projection. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. The righteous one becomes sin and the sinners become the righteousness of God and it's all free. It's all free. So that the next time you're praying about your family or for healing or for whatever, you're not thinking, what haven't I done yet for God to answer my prayer? You don't need to do anything for God to answer your prayer. You are not the one responsible for it. You need to believe. That's why our thing is called a faith. Christianity is a faith, not a work. Finishing. Pastor Angie, Pastor, bless her, come now. 
Moreover, the law entered that the offenses might what? Abound. Just in case you think you're still good, he gives you the law. He says, for the law was given to whom it was given. That's Romans 3, 19, 20, 21. The law was given to whom it was given that every mouth may be stopped and that the whole world should stand guilty before God. That's the purpose of the law. Because over here, everyone can say, when we are following our own righteousness, we can say, who can jump the highest? Then Pastor Matt jumps. And he, hey! Then say, Florence, try. Oh, Pastor Flo. But she still tries. Uh, and then some other people will jump higher than. Then the law, they put up this and they say, now it's not about how high. You must jump and touch the rafter. Yeah. And then people start trying. You're like, dude, you should have worked it out from the moment they showed you that it is impossible. So when everyone says, okay, I, is, I think it's a trick question. Is there something else we need to do? I say, okay, here is Jesus. If you line up behind him, we will say you've, jumped, you've touched the rafter. Then what do people in church do? They line up behind Jesus, then they start jumping. finish 520 where we were I have to finish I'm quitting but where huh? the, the, the law the, the, the offense might what Abound. they just show you these 613 rules eh? and you just suddenly realize I'm so bad and then he says but where sin abounded grace abounded much more there was an overpayment for every sin you have ever committed, every sin you will ever commit. They didn't just balance the books. They overwhelmed the account of that kiosk. You, hey! Last verse. Grace abounded much more so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What a blessing. What a blessing. Praise Yay. the Lord. I'd like you yes. to stand up and respond to this word. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Grace abounded much more. Can we thank God for giving us thank this amazing you, word through Apostle? Yeah. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Three things. Last night, there's someone in this room. There's someone watching online. There's someone at one of our hosting centers. There's someone at one of our locations. You made the decision to go to church today. And it started to rain. And you're like, no, I'm still going to go. Because you've been searching for Jesus. 
You've been searching for Jesus. You're tired. You're tired. And God is telling you today that he loves you. God is telling you today that he loves you. Where sin abounds, grace. Grace abounds much more. And yes, you made the right decision to come. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day when you get born again. Today is the day you lay it all down. You lay down your cares because he cares for you. God cares for you. So I'm going to invite you to do the thing you wanted to do today. You're like, I want to get born again. I'm going to invite you to say yes. And this is a sign to us that you've said yes. Just put up your hand. Today is your day. Put up your hand in this room. You want to get born again. You're online. You're at the different locations. You're at the hosting centers. And today you're like, yes, this is why I came today. I came to meet Jesus. I came to get born again. Today is your day. I see your hand up there in the gallery. Can we clap? Can we celebrate? If your neighbor's hand is up, just come down. It's okay. You can come down. You can come down. Can you please the, walk, walk with them down? Just put up your hand. Someone help them come up. Can we celebrate? There's a big celebration in heaven. When one sinner gives their life to Christ, grace yes. is abounding in this room. Grace is abounding in this room. Wherever you are at our hosting centers or at the different locations, just walk forward. Come forward. There's a pastor waiting to receive you. There's a pastor waiting to receive you. Put up your hand. Put up your hand. You're saying today is the day I'm getting born again. This is what I came for. This is what I came for. Today is my day. Today is my day. Yes. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Can we can we celebrate them as they come forward? There's a big celebration in heaven. Don't be afraid. Welcome to the family of God. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the family of God. Your life has changed forever. Your life, old things have passed away. All things are new. Your mind is new. Your body is new. You're new. You're new. You're new. No, just stay here. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. At the hosting centers and at the, the locations and wherever you are in your kitchen, just pray after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you for your grace and for your love. Thank you for your grace and for your love. I give my life to you today. I give my life to you today. Today I say that I'm born again. Today I say that I am born again. Take my life. Take my life. And do something significant with it. And do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Pastor Hamia is going to take you. You're just going to write your details so that we can disciple you and walk with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Wherever you are, the different locations, we're going to take your details so that we can walk with you and disciple you on this new journey.
So I got the sense today, I'll just do two in one, two things. As Apostle was teaching, there's just, a, 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 I felt an overwhelming sense of love. An overwhelming sense of love in the room. And I get the sense that there's just many people who are under the burden of condemnation. Under the burden of condemnation. You're feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm not loved enough. I don't know what. Okay? But also I just got the sense that there's many people who ha have been weighed down with sickness. You've been weighed down with sickness. You know, a thing that you've been praying about, praying for all week and, 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 and you know for someone it's from the beginning of the year and it seems like it's better than it gets worse you come for a, a meeting they speak an impartation of prayer and you're excited and you wake up for three days then you fall back I just just that whole struggle but I just felt this big your impartation of love to let you know that everything is going to be okay and it's turning around if you're one of those people, just put up your hand and we're going to pray in the spirit just a little bit. That sickness is going away. That weariness is going away. God loves you. There's therefore now condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes, I see your hands. Let's pray in the spirit. Everyone else just pray in the spirit. You're not the one through whom sin came. And you're not the one through whom righteousness came. Just believe. Just believe. Believe and receive. There's a refreshing in the room. Be refreshed. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. There's a refreshing Receive your healing. I command those migraines to be gone in the name of Jesus. Someone has been having back problems and God has revealed to me that it's, it's, it's pain coming from stress. Receive rest. Receive rest. I command the pain in your back to go. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Thank you, Jesus, for grace. Thank you, Jesus, for rest. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. While we continue to pray in the Spirit, every one of us in the room, the Holy Spirit is moving and is doing mighty things in our lives. Just here to confirm the, the exact two things Pastor Angela said are the two things I felt on my heart when I stepped here at the front. So I'm just here to confirm that God is indeed getting you, um, giving you rest from the burden and weight of condemnation and that God is healing your sickness and every disease. And the other word I heard is there are leaders here, leaders, leaders of businesses, leaders in the ministry, you feel you have struggled. You feel it's been a struggle in the past few weeks. You feel leading the MC, leading the church, um, leading that team has been a struggle. And the sense I got is that God is giving you rest. God is inviting you to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. 
God is saying that there is grace, there is abundant grace, abundant grace for you if you choose to receive it. And so I declare rest to your soul. I declare that you will not quit. I declare that those cares that you've had, you just release them to him because he cares for you. He cares about that ministry indeed more than you even do. He loves those people more than you even do. So I want you this morning to receive grace to thrive in the ministry, to receive grace to thrive as a leader because it is available for you right now. We thank you, Jesus. We receive grace. We receive mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Father, this morning we lay a burden down. All the things we feel we are responsible for, that we hold closely, that we are not willing to surrender them to. We surrender them to. Someone, if you could just use get into that posture of surrendering whatever is in your hand exactly the way I have just surrender it to God surrender it to God that family situation that work situation that situation in your mission or community in your cohort, in your zone, in your location that situation with your health situation with the children, that situation with your finances, that overwhelming debt, that overwhelming sense of confusion at your workplace where everyone is wondering what the next step is. Surrender it to him. So Father, we thank you. That situation in the ministry, wherever it is, in your team, school with your academics we surrender it Father because we know you're a good Father and you're a powerful Father and you're more than able to take care of it in Jesus name Amen, Amen so friends God bless you may he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace, may you see his favor today and always May you never be in a place where you don't know the next step for he'll open the door for you. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. God bless you. Thanks so much for coming out. Here at Worship Harvest Nalia, the youth experience starts at 11.30. Otherwise, make sure to have a drink before you go either that side or this side. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.